belong, become, believe. You're listening to Grace Church of Northwest Arkansas podcast. The message for February 11th, 2024 is called Sabbath as Community. The speaker is John Ray and the location is Central United Methodist Church Chapel in Fayetteville, Arkansas. So um, I'm not a Super Bowl Scrooge. Um, I'm really not. I'm really not. I enjoy watching the game as much as anybody else. I've followed the teams as they made their way through the seasons. I'm excited to see who's going to win. And believe me, I will have an opinion tomorrow on uh, winners and plays and calls and commercials and all of that to talk about. Like that's not wrong. Um, but right now we gather as a vastly smaller group of people than the worldwide audience that will be watching the game today. Um, to do something different. We gather to celebrate something else, to practice rhythms of prayer and worship, confession and communion, contemplation and benediction. And the reason we're doing this, in spite of the very strong pull just to skip it, just one Sunday for the game, just skip it, is that while we enjoy the spectacle of sports and the transient connections that it enables, we cannot live without the humble, enduring, and eternal community of the people of the church. The sport thing will fade away. The church is something else altogether. Both offer a form of community, and none of us can live without community. But only one offers us something beyond the fanfare, deeper than the confetti showered on the victors, and much more meaningful than the silver trophy. And I promise we'll keep it short, and we'll be out of here. But we're going to look at Sabbath one more time, and I think it is appropriate on this Super Bowl Sunday because of the community that is felt or experienced that this offers in ways comparison and contrast to that. So our text this week is, is from 1 Peter. It's 1 Peter 2.9. It says, But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people of his own. All that from Exodus so that you may proclaim the virtues of the one who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. You were once not a people, but now you are God's people. You were shown no mercy, but now you have received mercy. And Brueggemann talks about, he says, the formation of Israel is is narrated as a process whereby God's power transformed no people into this people. And this new identity is nurtured and maintained by the community of people who practice Sabbath. We've talked about this in various, whoever's been the teacher, we've hit on it various times, but Sabbath is something that cannot solely be practiced alone. Sabbath was instituted and meant to be at its core, and in a primary way, a communal practice. Something that people did together. It wasn't just a sign of something that you were supposed to identify and do on your own. There are other commandments and disciplines that we do that are primarily personal. Sabbath, however, is primarily a communal experience. Something that we do together. Of course there are individual iterations. Of course there are individual practices. But at its core, it is communal. 
And, and this is, goes on to, to Brueggemann says, he says that this is a transformative miracle of identity. <clears throat> so somehow, the intention of God of bringing the people out of, out of the, the slavery of Exodus, and remember it was a multitude, a great mixed multitude who left. It wasn't just Hebrews who were set free to worship. And this was one of the things we learned when we studied Exodus, that to me, again, I'm, I mean, I'd read that, but I never really understood the import of it, that the group leaving the slavery of Egypt wasn't just the Jews. It was all the people who were enslaved. Like this was a, this was a universal declaration of slavery and, it, and it likewise a universal invitation to worship God. Those who were not Hebrews were invited to become the people of God. And this is, again, this identity, this transformative identity and this transformation of our identity is one of the, is one of the, way, one of the things that I think it means to be saved, to be born again, is to be given a new identity, to be given a new name, to be made part of something when you were primarily or, or beforehand outcast or kept out of that thing, that you were excluded from it. You could not participate in it. You were barred from being part of it. That part of what it means to be saved is that, no, those barriers are gone now. The doors are open. The invitation is for everyone. All people are invited to be part of God's people. So this identity is formed by community and imagination. It is sustained and grown through practice and renewal. And Sabbath is an essential practice at the center of all others. As we wrap up um, our study on Sabbath, that last point I really want to go into a little bit in depth as we get to the end. So, but this firstborn, identity is formed by community and imagination. So, so we form this identity, this practice, this Sabbath identity, by this common space of coming together. We seek to have a space that is common to everyone. It's not, it's not in someone's home. Again, you know, we touched last week on the perch. One of the reasons why we bought that property is because it's central to all of Fayetteville. It's where the community crosses. It's not in any one particular um, enclave. It's meant to be. It's meant to be a common space with that, and that's what the time set apart on Sunday. It is supposed to be a place for everybody, where everybody can gather without barrier. With that. It's also supposed to be a place, and increasingly this is, this is hard to do in our society, but a place that is free of conflict. I love the old Western movies where um, the guys would ride into town and there'd be the sheriff at the end and you'd have to check your guns, you know, before you went into town with it. Like, I almost think we need one of those out here, okay? Like, check your weapons at the door. Yeah, hang up, hang up the things that you're going to fight about or with, your your the beef that you have with somebody else. Like we we check those at the door before we come in. This is this is not that we don't wrestle with things, not that we don't really have hard conversations. I'm not saying that we don't just play, play pretend that everything's okay, but we remember that there is a time and a place for everything. And Sabbath is to be 
as much as possible that place apart from the conflicts that we engage in at other times. It's a place where we find our commonality. Because once we do that, once we check our conflicts at the door, then we can say, okay, well, what do we agree on? Instead of, instead of trying to convince someone or, or define ourselves against somebody, we say, what are we for together? What common ground do we share in this place? Social scientists have, um, are becoming more and more concerned that we've lost that space in our society. We've lost any space where there is a commonality that overcomes the divisions that are just ravaging our culture with that. Friends, Sabbath is one of those places we must, and I'm going to use the, the word fight, that we fight to defend that there's no fighting. <laughs> if that's not a paradox or conundrum or um, oxymoron, I don't know, but we're going to fight so that we won't fight at a certain time with that. Um, it's a place where we, we, where we emphasize our shared experiences, values, practices. It gives us a place to share the positive experiences that balance out the necessary conflict that will come in, the, in hard conversations that we have to have. It's where we allow our imaginations to be formed and informed apart from the all-encompassing demands and enticements of the market, the culture of consumerism, violence, entertainment, and idolatry. Sabbath is the time we remember together and practice um, to whom we belong. And again, in a, in a society that, is, that is, um, emphasizes individual identity among all other things, Sabbath is a time where we really lean into our group identity. And our group identity is based to whom we belong that we belong to Jesus, each and every one of us, that we are made in the image of God, that we are invited and welcome to be part of God's people. None of us deserve it. None of us earned it. And in a real way, none of us can lose that. The invitation will always be there regardless. And man, that, that forms us differently than just the individual. That communal confession forms us in that. Sabbath can keep us from the elitism. Keeps us from othering those we might have significant differences with. When we understand that Sabbath is something given to us, something we are encouraged to invite others into, it helps keep us out of our bubbles and echo chambers with that. Um, and we'll continue to talk about this, as Alex said, as we go through in our table groups and different things, Sabbath is not something that we're just going to talk about for six weeks and then forget. More and more, it will become an ingrained practice. It already is. I mean, it's not something we're starting new, but we hope to emphasize that more. Well, the second thing is it is sustained and grown through practice and renewal. Um, living in a, into our identities as followers of, G, of Jesus takes practice. We talk about that a lot at Grace. This is our practice. We talk about our practice often more than we talk about what we believe because we see that you can say one thing and live another way. And ultimately, what defines what you believe is how you act, is what you do. So we are, we are constantly learning that Christianity, this faith, is a practice-based um, discipline. It's not just about thinking the right things, saying the right things. 
It's about acting in such a way. And of course, you know, that's influenced by what we've learned from Richard Rohr, who says, you know, you can't think your way into a new way of living. You have to live your way into a new way of thinking with that. Um, so this, it takes practice. And, uh, and also, practice keeps us durable and flexible. I've been thinking a lot about, um, you know, the conversations that I have um, in the popular word we've talked a lot about is deconstruction with this, you know, people who are deconstructing. And, and deconstruction happens when something becomes so rigid that it becomes um, easily broken. And that's, that's essentially what fundamentalism is. It becomes, it becomes rigid and then it becomes brittle. It doesn't stand up to testing or whatever. It doesn't stand up to questions. It doesn't stand up to new experiences, new information like that. So our practice of our faith keeps it durable. It keeps it flexible. It keeps it open to change. So yes, we are always deconstructing, but we're also doing that in a community that is reconstructing. Deconstruction and reconstruction are natural, healthy rhythms that we practice. And doing that in a community keeps us from going, straying maybe too far, from wanting to do too much too fast, or, or slowing down too much and becoming too comfortable with where we are. There's constant, I know I just talked about a conflict-free zone, but there's constant tension in our practice. We're, we're never all on exactly on the same page at the same time. And we never will be. So there's always that interchange. And that, it's that constant movement that keeps us flexible. Once it gets set, once it becomes rigid, that's when it becomes brittle. So this is sustained and grown through this practice and renewal. Um, Rohr also has the... the what he calls the wisdom, um, oh, what is it he says? It's not the wisdom method or wisdom model, but essentially that the way of gaining with wisdom is order, disorder, and reorder. And we're constantly in that process of bringing order to something. And then as we sit with it, as we learn, we go, okay, well, we need, there's going to be disorder that comes in. And then we reorder that. And again, that brings durability, life, and growth. It also allows us to put down deep, deep roots so that we can grow in a healthy, flourishing way with that. It's rooted in these practices. And then last, I want to talk about this, this that Sabbath is an essential practice at the center of all others. Um, we've said this many times as we've approached this topic, topic, but the Sabbath might be the most difficult of all the commandments. If you really boil it down to, <clears throat> this might be the single hardest one to consistently grow in practice of. Because let's face it, and, and this is why I love talking about this today, the whole dang world right now is saying, set up in front of your TV set and get ready to give your emotion, your affection, your allegiance, your adoration to these things that are happening. And again, I'm, I'm not a Super Bowl Scrooge. I'm going to go watch it. I'm going to go cheer. I'm going to go talk about it, okay? I'm not saying don't do that. I'm just saying 
look, y'all, that's just an example of what is thrown at us every minute of every waking hour that we have. Is the temptation, whether the coercion, whether it is threat or bribe, whatever it is, it is to be conformed to things other than our identity in this um, faith that we profess. From the clothes we wear to where we shop to what we eat to how we speak our language, whatever language we speak, to the books we read, the music we listen to, everything is clamoring for your affection, your attention, with an inevitable consequence that your identity is affected by those choices. And that's a sobering thought. So with every choice we make, in a way we're inviting that to become part of our identity. I think about how, you know, influencers aren't anything new. The method that we're being influenced might be novel or new, but we've always had influencers. And the best influencers are the ones who, what, fully identify with whatever they're selling. Like their identity is reflected in whatever they're pitching or advocating for. So every choice is an invitation to have your identity formed by that thing. And that's why Sabbath together as a community, I can't, I can't withstand those things alone. I, it doesn't matter how much I've studied in seminary, how many theological titles I have in my library, how much I want to do that. I cannot do it alone, y'all. I can't. I won't make it. And, and this is not just humble um, imagination. I can tell you that in the past, I have failed. It's experience talking here with this. I can't do it without y'all. And that's why Sabbath becomes so central in the as a communal practice. Is that this is the thing because we don't have to create this. And this is what I want to finish with. We don't have to create this. As much as I'm all for innovation, as much as I'm all for trying new things, <clears throat> Sabbath is something commanded of us. We don't like that word. It can seem harsh, but it is a command as well as an invitation. But it is something that is given to us so that we don't have to create it. And in a way, that, re that helps remove the conflict because it's not my idea. It's not Ellen's idea. It's not Justin's idea. We're not like having to pick and choose, but who's got the best idea? Let's do that together. Like, where do we all want to go for lunch? Right? Like, somebody's going to lose on that and somebody's going to win. But this, we all win and we all lose because it's already decided. Sabbath is commanded. It's given to us. It's a gift. It's an invitation. So I'm going to end today. We're going to come up and take communion, but I want everybody to hold it and we're going to take it together. Um, and Alex, I am going to put you on the spot for one more song. But we can do it a cappella. But if we could just do the doxology. So 
um, whoever's going to serve, come up. We'll take it. We'll hold it. I know this is not the best um, setup for like standing in a circle, but let's let's hold it together. We'll sing the dex- doxology, and then we'll take this together. Thank you for listening to Grace Church of Northwest Arkansas podcast. If you would like to give, you can go to gracechurchnwa.org forward slash give. You can find more about us online at gracechurchnwa.org. Grace and peace.